Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Work Happy, the new podcast all about workplace happiness brought to you by WorkLife with me, journalist Angelica Malin. This season, we're going on a journey to dig deep into the secrets of workplace happiness with advice from experts, entrepreneurs and coaches in the field. This week, I'm joined by Stuart Sanderman, the founder of BreathPod, to explore the power of breathwork and why we're all breathing wrong. I'm very happy to say that on this week's episode, I'm joined by Stuart Sanderman, founder of BreathPod. Thank you so much for joining me. You are a transformational breath coach. Can you tell us a little bit about what that actually means? Yeah, well, thank you for inviting me in today. But I work with groups, individuals and businesses to harness the power of our breathing, something we do all day, every day, but to harness our breathing for better health and well-being. Mm. So that can be a number of things. I guess there's a few pillars to what I do. It can be... Using the breath to change the way we feel, think, act, operate, which is kind of one side. I like to think of it as fighting fire. You know, kind of we can either create a fire in our body or put the fire out. Mm. And then the other side of what I do is actually integrating the root cause of the, the fire in the first place, which is using the breath to integrate uh, emotional trauma. Mm. And then I guess the third pillar of what I do is kind of looking at the breath as a tool for optimum performance. Mm. So sort of athletes and and sports performing or anyone in a high impact um, job or situation. Amazing. So really harnessing the power of breath. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's this amazing tool to to really change things. You mentioned transformational. I mean, transformational breath is, is a practice that I teach. It's a specific breath practice that's more about the, the emotional integration and, and shifts. And then there's loads of other breath practices that I integrate into workplace or um, individual sessions or group sessions, kind of tailor-make a solution depending on what the outcome we're looking at. Mm, and, and what you're trying to achieve with yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And to backtrack a little bit, how did you get into this? It's a fascinating space, but what was your journey like to get to where you are now with your company and with your work? Yeah, like everything, I, I think life takes its twists and turns and, and my journey into this work was not one that I expected at all. When we were looking at health and well-being or maybe the optimum performance side, I... At a very young age, I was a judo player. I was actually on a judo mat at four years old. Um, I think it was a, a crash while my mum and neighbour could, could go to the gym and there was a judo class on. So, And it was a sport that I really connected to. And 
did it from four years old right the way through um, was in the Scottish team um, left school to, to pursue it as a kind of career option um, so it was really about how do I eat right, train right to become the sort of Olympic champion was the goal. So mm-hmm. that's where really this, I guess, the life journey began on, on a, the health aspect. I got injured when I was about 18, um, slipped a disc in my back when mm-hmm. competing and was off the judo sort of path for, for the next year. I was told I, I couldn't train for a year and, and it was on this kind of re- rehabilitation. And in that time I went to university and I started traveling a little bit and um, then kind of went down the academic route. I still had this kind of health mind and it's been a big part of, of my growing up. But the after I, I did maths at uni, so it was a bit of a different path that I took and I then worked in finance in London and over in Hong Kong, so a very kind of corporate job I got myself into. Uh, then there was a switch. Mm. This is a long-winded story. Mm-hmm. There was a switch into something very creative because music has also been a passion of mine and, and I'd been making a lot of music and doing events and DJing at different events and music that I'd made, um, I basically signed some record deals and, and decided to take a break from this corporate wow. wheel, the, the finance job that I'd been working in for about eight years in London and over in Hong Kong um, to follow my passion for music, which was a kind of gamble that took took off, um, started traveling the world as a, as a DJ and that was very much the path that I thought I was wanting to take. Mm-hmm. Um, it was... Super fun, probably a bit too much fun. <laughs> and this, so the switch to kind of switch over, because the switch is quite dramatic into the wellness space, if you could say well, that's where I work in. And that was, it was through a, a more traumatic experience. My girlfriend had a terminal cancer. And when she was diagnosed, I, I took time off my music and really wanted to support her as, as best as I could. And we traveled a lot looking at different treatments. Um, all sorts of stuff, alternative medicine, conventional medicine, treatments, you you name it. We pretty much tried it and, and travelled a lot extensively looking at different things to hopefully cure her and, and support that whole situation. We looked at mindset and meditation and all these other things. Yeah. Um, sadly, that part of the story was she did, she did pass away uh, as expected and it was a real hard nut to swallow. Yeah. So I, I moved back home to Scotland where I'm from I just had a time, a, a space and time to regroup, mm. um, move back home. I've got a fortunate to have a really supportive family and, and um, just decided my next step. I'd fallen out of love with my music. Mm. Um, I was in a sort of heavy mindset, of, uh, uh, yeah. I guess pretty depressed yeah. and wasn't quite sure. And, and I never expected then to jump into this work, but, but two things happened. A very close friend of mine, um, Ali, Alistair Gray, he... We met up and he said, look, at the time I thought, maybe I want to go back to finance. Uh, I just wanted, my, my reaction was keep myself busy. Mm. And I just want to be normal. I want a nine to five. I just want to go to work and, and distract myself from maybe the pain and, and the, the grief that I was feeling. And he said, oh, do you really want to do that? I'm set, setting up this company, Mindful Talent, as a coaching business. Do you want to help me? get involved and help me if it's a month, two months, three months, a year, just see how it goes. So that happened. And that was coaching, coaching work. So executive coaching, 
Mm. Again, working with groups and individuals, and and um, I was kind of Ali's pimp initially, mm. selling Ali out, who was the trained coach, and and working behind the scenes on the business. And I thought oh, I should probably train and uh, to be a coach from selling this stuff. Again, not really intending to move into that space, but when I trained to be a coach, it just blew me away. I thought, well, wow, why doesn't everyone have a coach? Why didn't I have a coach? when I was in finance mm. well, I didn't have a coach when I was travelling doing my music work mm. you had all these people surrounding you agents, managers these things but nobody really saying well what do you want and how are we going to get there let's get there together mm. um, so that was really powerful and then this, the, the breath work it was a complete accident I mean I don't really believe in coincidences anymore but my mum is a yoga instructor mm. and it just popped up online saying breathing workshop for Mother's Day and that was as far as it went I thought mum will love that and I took her along and, and it was dare I say it was completely transformational it really really yeah. shifted things it was pretty emotional mm. um it was probably just a month or so after my girlfriend had passed that mm. I found myself in this room breathing, thinking I thought it was just going to be some sort of yoga thing. Mm. Um, but it was this deep practice, the transformational breath practice that did exactly what it says in the tin. It really shifted things mm. um, physically. I felt all these different sensations in my body. Um, and then emotionally, I had a huge shift. And, and then there was this deeper aspect that... I felt super connected to my, my girlfriend who'd passed away. So it was kind of weird. And I was like, what? Somebody put in my water? This is really bizarre and, and amazing and wonderful. Uh, a little bit weird and intense. It was kind of every emotion you could imagine. And the intriguement got the better of me. I've, I'd kind of spent this year... Well, I'd spent my life doing my judo, looking for this optimum performance piece and and being anxious before competitions and these kind of things. Mm. And, and nobody ever said, have you looked at your breathing? Mm. Have you looked at your breathing for training? Because it's going to increase your, your energy levels and reduce your recovery time. Mm. And nobody then in the corporate work said, hey, look, when you're really stressed, when everyone's shouting and screaming in, in the finance world, I was, I was a broker, so it was um, quite a, a male-dominated environment yeah. and a lot of... Egos and and it was just a high high paced environment, pretty volatile. And nobody said then, oh, just take a breath. I go and take a breather for Mm. two minutes. And then equally with my music work, it was the same. Nobody had crazy schedules, jet lag, all these things that that breath really helps and supports. And um, crazy tour schedules. And I wasn't tuning into that either. So then then obviously this big impact was the, the, the cancer I'd spent 18 months my dad actually before that was diagnosed with cancer as well so I think before Tiff getting sick before my girlfriend um, was diagnosed I was already really cancer focused because my dad yeah. had been diagnosed four years before mm-hmm. and I think since somebody close to you does get diagnosed you kind of want to know, learn a bit more about this thing and, and what is it and how you can support it again nobody mentioned breathing mm. that whole time and I I looked high and low for for a for a cure, and and the one place we didn't look was was with us all along. It's like looking for your phone when it's in your hand, yeah. <laughs> looking for your glasses when you're wearing them. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so that was quite key for me. I was like, wow, what is this? And and initially it was just something. It was my secret kind of fight club mm-hmm. that I'd go along to, and it was quite a. Um, a spiritual group I guess mm. and that would scare many people away I think um, 
the way it was kind of delivered, which I don't, I don't mind. I can dance in the, the crystals and the unicorns, but equally I, I'm, I'm very grounded and, and like to work with a lot of corporates and high senior level execs, CEOs, these kind of things. But the, the, what it was, what was happening in these sessions was so profound, so amazing on that kind of initial, the, the, the emotional level, but also, the physical level I was doing CrossFit training back in Scotland with my old judo friends who started a CrossFit gym and I noticed when I started doing more breath work that wow my recovery time was going up Mm. massively my strength went up I was way fitter Um, I'm not the biggest and strongest of CrossFitters but my I was flying up that leaderboard um and I put it down to just breathing better. So it was real tangible differences. And alongside that, to kind of complete the, the space was when I started doing my coaching work. I was initially working with kind of more artists and, and people in the music space and then started more working with kind of senior leaders and different um, leadership roles or startups, small businesses, a whole walk of different people. And I'd be in these sessions and they'd just be in their story, in their pattern, da, 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 into our third session and they'd just be talking and my mind was screaming out saying, they just need to go and breathe. They need to stop the session and go and do what I've been doing. Mm. Um, but the space that it was going to be delivered in, I think, would have scared off a lot of my clients. Mm. So I thought, right, well, I, this is really helping me. Let's go and train in this breath work and mm. see where it takes me and, and continue to learn a bit more and and then that's where well that's where the whole sort of wellness thing began and breath pub began yeah. i'm still a director at mindful talent the coaching business but the breath has really been the, the passion and the driver because i think it's it's so key even in coaching and mm-hmm. I, I make sure people do breathing sessions when i coach them because it really shifts things dramatically there's a really beautiful story and it's really, what i love about your kind of career trajectory is that it's very intuitive and you kind of just went with what was happening i think so many people feel like they have one place where they have to be one job role one career you can't move from one industry to another and actually I think the flexibility and the openness that you've approached your career with is really lovely and quite refreshing because I am surrounded by people that just feel like they are one thing forever they are a lawyer they are this Mm -hmm. and they can't move and actually we can and that's such a nice message that if you're not happy in the space you're in you can move and you can follow your intuition and without going super deep on you now but it's life is like the breath the breath moves between all sorts of things and everybody and we're all connected through it and mm-hmm. and yeah I, th- I think that's great as well I think just I was going to say what, what sprung to mind when you were saying going with the flow I was like kind of winging it <laughs> but yeah just letting go and just but I think winging it without the pressure of saying I'm not doing what I just saying well I'm doing what I'm doing I think wing it is fine it's not putting <laughs> massive pressure on yourself to be in one place or to achieve one certain thing I don't know yeah I think that maybe riding it is the better phrase yeah. just riding the wave just riding the wave just feeling yeah, it feeling it out um, on on the breath what are some of the things that you see really commonly in offices with people's breathing and maybe some simple exercises that people could do to help improve their breath and, and their mental space okay yeah I mean there's I guess the most common thing and it's day to day for everybody is the short shallow chest breath mm. um, it's key characteristic even, even if I do a small group of 10 people uh, even small even if it was a five a group of five people in a corporate situation, at least two out of those five seem to be breathing in their chest, short and shallow. 
Now, um, I see you breathing. (laughs) I'm suddenly so aware because I'm a terrible breather, and I know I am. I breathe solely in my chest. I'm always feeling a little bit kind of panicky, and I often I just have to go (sighs) because I realise I haven't actually breathed in a while. Okay, it doesn't feel very intuitive to me to breathe, which sounds ridiculous. So now I'm really aware of how I'm breathing. Okay, we're going to breathe in. Yeah, I was going to say, just let take a breath. You're actually breathing in your chest for you're you're a chest breather at the moment, and there's key characteristics for that. And and they can be really obvious and basic things that we don't think about. You've got high-waisted jeans on today. Mm. So the breath going into the belly, well, there's a restriction there. And there's no space for the breath to go but into your chest. Mm. So if you're wearing high-waisted jeans every day, ladies and gents, then, um, yeah, your, your breath pattern is going to change. Mm. I mean, that's quite an obvious one. Mm. Um, but the, the rhythm rate and depth of your breath is always sending signals to your brain. And... We often don't think about that because the short, shallow breath, a lot of people say, what's the best way to breathe? And, and it's kind of a trick question. It depends on your environment. Yeah. The short, shallow breath is going to get more air in and it's going to move us into what we call a sympathetic state, which is our stress response. Mm-hmm. Now, the stress response gets a lot of bad rep. Everyone's like, get rid of stress. We don't want stress. Get rid of stress completely. I don't really agree. I think stress is the reason that we're still here as mammals on Earth. It's a super positive thing. It moves us into action. Mm. The problem is we're in that action state all day, every day. Mm. The same state as the tiger chasing us. And that is associated with this short, shallow breath. So... The reasons for that happening can be posture, could be injury, could be kind of physical things, tight genes. Mm. But the other thing that creates a shift in our breath pattern to, to a more a, a less optimal pattern is just life experience. Because you, well, you shared already, you hold your breath. Mm. Humans hold our, hold their breath to stop feeling overwhelmed by their emotions. Mm. So if it's anger we hold the breath if it's tears to stop the tears we hold the breath if it's fear we hold the breath if it's um, laughter shouldn't find it funny we, we hold the breath to stop that laughter flowing and we stop that natural cycle of energy and motion that energy and motion is just emotion so and when we start doing that it's, it's just a safety mechanism in the brain the brain says oh yeah either consciously it's not appropriate to feel this right now let's hold it in mm. or subconsciously it says I'm here to protect you let's not feel that so we change our breath pattern so we, we have these two sides of kind of the habitual breath pattern because we breathe 20,000 times a day so if we've got tight jeans on or we're sitting at a desk in the office not able to breathe fully and freely then our breath pattern will change and the signal that we're sending to our brain is that of stress we're confirming the stress to our brain the and then the other side is this deeper stuff, the the emotional experiences where we hold the breath down and then the breath pattern changes. Mm. So there's kind of two sides to it, and that's where those different breath techniques kind of fall in. We've got the stuff to, to shift the day-to-day, and then we've got the deeper stuff to shift the reason that we're holding our breath. Mm. And do you think unless you can release that deeper stuff, it's going to be difficult to like really reconnect with the flow of your breath? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um but it's super simple to to clear that out within one, two, three sessions. You're going to have a shift in one session. Um, within three, I mean, five sessions, you're all sweet. That's the, that's the beauty of this work. And that's why I think it's so effective and so um, 
potent because you look at other forms of therapy and you, people see therapists for years mm. and, and it's because we're working with the mind and we're just going round and round in circles and we talk about letting go and they still talk about letting go but people don't know how to let go mm. whereas this work allows the deeper work allows you to just shift the actual vibration in your body mm. and everything's vibration Einstein proved that and the way that we store emotion in the body is vibration in the present mm. and this process allows us to shift that to a higher vibration so we're actually just letting go of this stuff mm. so it's it's kind of that how do I let go of something well this is the process to let go mm. and because we're shifting it with vibration it's a permanent instant change mm. um, if we can access it sometimes the, the physical contractions in the muscles are so solid and they don't want to let go that we'll hold on to it for mm a bit longer or sometimes it will just let go like that and we'll move to this more optimum breath pattern I find it so interesting the idea that you're kind of holding on to trauma or to, to pain or to emotion with your breath I think that's such a such a fascinating concept you you mentioned earlier about the the reverse of creating energy through the breath could you just tell us a little bit about that so kind of using your breath on the positive side of being able to give yourself more energy so we've talked about slowing down yeah, and okay. breathing a little bit more deeply but what about the other side of actually using it as a as a tool to give yourself a bit of energy yeah well it goes back to what I was saying our our breath has the ability to to work with our autonomic states um, uh, work with the autonomic nervous system so our autonomic nervous system is what runs in the background our heartbeat our breath these things that we don't have to think about that keep us here blinking these kind of uh, I just noticed you blinking so I was like <laughs> blinking another one and the breath is the only tool we have that is both autonomic and we can consciously control it. Mm. Or maybe not. Maybe blinking's right. Maybe I've just, I've just. Maybe. Maybe I've just thought of that now. Maybe <laughs> blinking is another I think one. Blinking and breathing. I'm going to have to change my whole story. The whole spiel. The whole spiel. <laughs> blinking and breathing. Um, the fact that I read's wrong then. Anyway, we'll come back to that. But, yeah, we can access this deeper state mm. um, through our breath. It's like a gateway to our subconscious because we can use the breath because the backtracking to what I said before, the rhythm rate and depth of our breath is sending signals to the brain. So the brain will scan the room and perceive whatever is in its environment and auto-generate breath patterns depending what's there. Excited, triggering an excited breath or fear or stress, the stress response, the workplace stress. And it's the rhythm rate and depth of breath that then arouses the brain to trigger and to respond. Now we can step in and we can create our own breath patterns mm. and we can play with that. So we can use the breath to switch on to create stress and I know that sounds counterintuitive but it means moving into action we create stress every time we have a cup of coffee mm. it's a sympathetic state to give us energy to give us a boost and we can use the breath to do that to turn the sympathetic system on create energy alertness ready for action and then we can also do the opposite end of that we can use the breath to calm still us rest digest and then we can sit in the middle as well we can balance the, the autonomic state and how that kind of works is it's pretty simple every in-breath you take switches the sympathetic on mm. every out-breath switches the parasympathetic on so it switches the sympathetic off mm. so we just put every cycle of breath goes on off on off on off and when it's on the heart rate goes up blood pressure goes up blood flow goes to our muscles 
pupils dilate slightly and when we go off it moves to our digesting our reproductive organs we go into recovery mode so we can play with those ratios which is quite cool and quite key we basically bring more air in the short shallow breath mm. which we a lot of us are doing day to day by accident to create a energy mm. we can breathe more air out to create calm and stillness and then we can balance our in-breath and out-breath to sit us right in the middle, mm-hmm. which kind of puts you into the Jedi focus space because we're alert, but we're calm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what Navy SEALs use before combat, actually. They use specific breath patterns to sit right in the middle of their, their, their state so they're feeling hyper-alert and, and really calm mm-hmm. before they go into a hostile situation. I love the idea of taking back control of your breath. I think we think that stress is something that's happening to us. And I love the idea that just through things that are simple that you can do yourself, actually you're in control of all that. And you, can, you can really take a control over, over your mood and over your stress. Mm. Um, you've, you've worked in so many different workspaces and different careers and everything. And this season is obviously about workplace happiness. What are some of the things that you've learned about a happy workplace um, and feeling motivated and happy to be in the space that you're in? It's an interesting question because working with a lot of corporates now, it shifted so much. It's such a positive shift Mm. to where I first began in a corporate job. And and that's amazing to see, working with banks and stuff, um, places that weren't so open about mental health and these these topics and now everyone's very aware of it which I think is such a positive shift um, in terms of personal happiness the, the key thing for me aside from the breath I mean the breath is the obvious thing we can tune into our breath and, and change that and maybe work through these deeper things like I said um, to, to shift the backlog of stuff we're holding on to but for me in the workplace workplace happiness is really just connecting to the why you are there mm. if you're not happy at work then you've got probably got an opportunity to, to change where you're at if you don't have the opportunity to change connect to the reason that you, that makes you happy to go to work if that makes sense mm. can I connect to that why and if that's if that why isn't compelling enough if it's if it's simply I go to work to to get paid well what are you using that money to do spend time with your family and kids oh, I love doing that or I go on holiday every year or, or whatever it is that that makes you happy you can connect to the reason that your work is providing that and then skip to work every day. Mm. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah, yeah. That's the way I kind of see it. It was... The question that I asked myself, it was quite quite funny, was when I left my finance job, and it's a question we all probably have asked, and it's quite a, a powerful question, and when I wasn't that happy in my, in my finance role, mm. and my music was doing well, so I did have a, a little kind of a space to jump into but I asked myself what would I do if I won the lottery and it's such a obvious question like I said we probably all asked it I said, what would I do if I won the lottery I'd do my music ah okay I'd do my music so is there an opportunity to do my music because that would really make me happy right now mm. and if that's able, if you're able to move into I'm not saying everyone quit your jobs and follow your passion I think that's that that is great if we can do that but if we can access well what is what do I like about work and even write it down mm. what's making do a little detective study mm. what's making me unhappy if I'm unhappy at work what is it is it the 
boss? Is it the colleagues? Is it the environment? Is it the commute? It, and then start writing it all down. I say, well, okay, let's look at this. Mm. What can I change? What can I do here to, to maybe key up some of these bits? And if I'm really not happy, then there's, mm. it'll take you all of an hour to do it. Sit mm. down and go, right, okay, what's making me unhappy? Let's look at these. Right, okay, that makes sense. Maybe shift this one. Maybe I'll cycle to work instead of jump on that tube because that just gets me in a bad headspace when I walk in the door. Mm. Or this colleague's really bothering me. Is there someone I could speak to about that? Is there an HR team? Like, there's there's so much support out there. Like I said, the workplace has shifted so positively, Mm. I believe, anyway. Um, It's just having that space and time we get so caught up in the day to day I'm stressed I'm busy we don't stop and go okay what can I do to alleviate that Mm. take a breath take a breather um, one and then just evaluate and have a look and and then move that evaluation into some sort of action Mm. like alright okay well maybe who can I speak to or if I'm really not enjoying my job is there another other route? Mm, what else could I do? What else could I do? And like I said, it's not a case of, wow, oh, just go and become a pop star. So well, what would I like to do in that field? Can I do this? What what skills do I have? Or what could I start learning in the background? What's, what's my plan looking ahead? Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not enjoying this job, could I train in something else while I work alongside this job? Because mm-hmm. so it's easy to tell ourselves a story, you know, that absolutely. we've got a problem and that's, that's just the way it is. Like, I'm always going to not enjoy this or I'm always not going to get on with this person. And it's kind of almost easier sometimes to tell yourself a story than actually wanting to take some action and do something about it. Mm. You know, taking take a bit of ownership over, over those decisions. So um, for, the, for the last part of the show, we ask all the guests the same quickfire questions. So firstly, uh, what do you do on a daily or weekly basis for your mental health? Okay, daily basis. Um, I've got a bit of a routine. I always like breathe, move. And what we mean by move is yeah, some sort of exercise or movement practice, yogi stuff. I kind of shifted a little bit from doing my yoga practice because I was finding it a bit linear. So I just like to move and and in any way I can. Mm. Do some breath work. Um, also meditate and spend time with my lovely new girlfriend. Um, and yeah, that's probably that. What are three healthy foods you can't live without? Three healthy foods I can't live without. Um, they don't actually need to be healthy, to be honest. Okay. It's only because it's meant gonna, to be about well-being. But, yeah. you know, if you want to be honest, that's fine. <laughs> no, I, I, I do live pretty healthily in terms of what I consume. Um, Monday to Friday, then the weekends, <laughs> kind of the, the, the health goes, goes out the window a little bit. I'm going to say bananas, number one. Bananas mm-hmm. are just awesome, versatile I've been freezing bananas and putting them in the in the blend in the Nutribullet blender, and it's basically just ice cream. <laughs> it's so good if you've not tried it and you're listening. Frozen or bananas. Just freeze your bananas, let them melt a little bit before you put them in the blender, otherwise they don't spin. A little bit of almond butter, bit of coconut milk. Oh, it's it's literally like the best ice cream ever. Okay, amazing. And it's healthy. Yeah, good for kids as well. They probably wouldn't even know it's banana, just bananas. Um, so bananas. Mm-hmm. What else? I'm going to say, all the things I'm going to say, probably convenience foods. I've, I'm on the move quite a lot. And I, I find that that's the challenge to eat like healthy without mm. 
when, when you are on the move. So it's stuff that I like to have on me is a bag of nuts, banana, and then um, maybe something like blueberries. I'm kind of seeing the... I like <laughs> the, it. It's the, back the, to basics. The yeah. ingredients of my smoothie this morning, basically. <laughs> We've also, I feel like we're sponsored by Nutribullet because everyone I've spoken to has mentioned a Nutribullet or a juicer, I think. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd love to get a Vitamix, but they're, they're so expensive. expensive. I love my Nutribullet. It's my friend. It's good. Yeah. Handy. Um, and finally, what makes you happy at work? What makes me happy at work? Um, it's funny because I don't really feel like I work which is a really nice space to be. Mm-hmm. There are obviously are times, and, and the irony is there, there has been with with increasing workload, the stress does come in, even with, with the work that I do, which is sometimes I feel, oh, this is ironic, I'm feeling pretty overloaded right now. So it's taking that moment to, to reconnect to myself and have my daily routines and practices in place and, and have a breather. Mm-hmm. Um, but what makes me happy at work is... is the line of work I'm in is is working with groups and individuals and I see a shift, a, a, a transformation on a daily basis. I ran a big workshop last night and people share at the end or I get emails afterwards to say what happened in their session, um, one-to-one sessions. It's... It's mad what happens when people come out of the session. I, I I see what's happening with their breath and I have an inclination, especially if there's a shift of emotion or... Um, you can see a lot of things from the outset, but you don't really know what's going on. And the feedback that I get makes it all worthwhile. And it, it's just that for me just fills my heart with joy and, and feel really grateful for the work that I do because it's it's really supporting so many people and helping others, which is kind of why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So that is what makes me happy, I guess. Yeah. It's lovely. It's lovely that the work you're doing is bringing about change with people. I think that's really, it's really lovely. It's very meaningful to to do work of that kind. Yeah, and I think the world's in this real space of transition. There's there's so much amazing, positive um, shifts that are happening at a rapid pace, but then there's a lot of destruction and unrest, and and we've got this real scale that topples one way, topples the other, Mm -hmm. and... I feel that if everyone just could connect back to what it is to be here and now, being in their body, being in their breath, feeling, understanding what's going on uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, then and connecting to each other a bit more, mm. uh, that the the world would be in a better place. We're all connected through the breath. It, it blows my mind, actually. Every time I think of it, every time you breathe in, it pumps oxygen around your body then you breathe it out and someone breathes that in and it's already been around your body it's super intimate and super weird when you think about it yeah and that's happening to everybody in your workplace everyone on the tube mm. you're all interconnected to to each other mm. by the breath so i think if we can all start using the breath as this tool to kind of shift through our stuff or or connect to more energy or reduce stress or all these amazing things that the breath does then the world's going to be in a better place and the whole space is going to because it's not just the humans that are breathing the trees are breathing out what we breathe in and it's this amazing symbiotic relationship between mm. plants and um, and all life all, all animals that are breathing mm. so when you think about it like that it's like oh yeah the, 
we can really make a change if we first start looking at the breath, like really look at the breath. What do we need to breathe? We need oxygen. Why are we polluting our oceans that provide 50% of the world's oxygen? Why are we chopping down the trees that are providing the rest? It's ludicrous. If we're this spaceship flying through Earth, you wouldn't start punching holes in the spaceship and chucking out your oxygen canisters. We just wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. That's the last thing you do. But that's what we're doing on the planet. So uh, that's the kind of the macro vision is is work on the micro scale, working one to one, working with groups, individuals, and, and sharing and spreading and getting people excited about breathing, and and then hopefully in this macro vision that the whole world is in a safer space and and we can move into tip the table to this more positive space where everyone is happier and and united and and a bit more in tune with with themselves and the planet well i love the macro vision and i will be trying to breathe better to help with the with the macro vision and the big goal um you've been the most fantastic guest thank you so much for joining me if people would like to find out more about you and to perhaps book a session where should they find you online yeah online is breathpod.me um on Instagram and Facebook as well. I know everyone's on their socials, so um, at, at BreathPod. And yeah, I mean, I'm based in London. I do do work elsewhere. I do corporate work, like I said. Um, and I've actually just launched some corporate pods, which are quite fun and exciting. And they're a bit like this room we're in now. <laughs> they're these, these pods that we, we a pop in. A breathing pod. A breathing pod, which is quite cool because... What I've found, I know we're wrapping it up, and I'm, <laughs> but I'm just going to throw this in here. What I found with working in corporates is people, they, they find it hard to step away from the desk because we, we're in this doing state. We've got our to-do list. We've got our stuff to get done. We need to finish work. That taking yourself away and moving in, and going into one of these pods that we've created also it allows you to go into this deeper state of breath mm. where we can feel what we need to feel and not feel sheepish about feeling it and expressing it in front of our boss or mm. our colleagues if it's anger you can go and shout and scream in the pod whatever it is mm. um, so it's quite a nice release so we've just gone live with those which is super exciting because when I named the company Breath Pod it was kind of in, it was kind of up there on the vision in your mind in my mind I was like let's get some pods out there that'd be pretty cool um, so we've got the pods uh, that are going going live and um, yeah connect reach out if you want to know more fantastic. about breathing or, or anything else fantastic thank you so much for joining me thank you for having me hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees Promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. listening to this week's episode of Work Happy. If you're looking to work happier, book your free week at any work-life space at work.life forward slash free trial. Thanks for listening and don't forget to share, subscribe, rate and review. We'll see you next time and until then, work happy. been a candy store production for work life hosted by angelica malin and produced by van connor t-shirt weather by poddington bear appears under creative commons 3.0 with podcast recording facilities in partnership with work life visit work.life for more information you can find us at candystoreproductions.co.uk selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.